All right, welcome to another Ember Weekend. I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. And we are here uh, to talk about some newsy things and stuff. Uh, We are Ember Weekend, and uh, I think we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We've been out uh, for the holidays, so uh, this is the first uh, first day back after two weeks. Oh, wow. It's been two weeks? It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. But we're back in the studio now, and I am really eager to get started, so uh, let's just dive in. So the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, something that you probably heard. Uh, it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal. Uh, and since we were absent for two weeks, we were, uh, we were, I was pretty pleased that we were able to come back and hit this right away. And that is the release of Ember 210. Um, 29 uh, Beta, uh, Beta 1, uh, actually released with the Glimmer 2 rendering engine, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, is the third rendering engine uh, that Ember's had. Uh, 2.91 Beta, or yeah, 2. Nine? 2.9 beta 1 beta 1 yeah 2.9 beta 1 uh released with glimmer uh glimmer 2 uh but uh because of a, a few concerns about drop in compatibility uh they pushed it off to 210 uh we were able to uh, chase and I were able to push uh ember 210 into ember weekend with literally like two lines of uh two lines of code and it was uh bumping the version in our power and bumping the version in our uh a package JSON. Well, w- with the exception of uh, we had to bump the Ember CLI head, which is how we do meta tags with Fastboot. But yeah, basically yeah. it was a very minimal change. It really was drop in, and uh, we noticed some really interesting things. Uh, one, our uh, our payload size was considerably smaller. Uh, I want to say it was about forty percent smaller, uh, and I think that that's been that uh, that uh, gain has been noticed uh, kind of against everyone that I've talked to who's upgraded to ten so far. I think uh, Gavin Joyce uh, posted the intercom stats, and it was basically a uncompressed app size went down by 30%, uh, which is really cool. So we see that that gain, that performance benefit, uh, kind of far and wide at the moment. Uh, it's due to a, a couple of things that are outlined in a really good blog post that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, but there's another uh, thing we noticed on the Ember Weekend site, and that is uh, uh, render performance. Uh, Chase, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the... Uh, full like uncached, um, you know, downloading all the assets and rendering uh, used to take something like uh, three and a half to four seconds on on a decently slow Wi-Fi at like Starbucks, um, and we noticed that uh, you know f- getting all all of the assets and a render now takes about two to two and a half seconds. Um, and again, this is pretty slow Wi-Fi, um, uh, but then a cached render uh, only takes like a second and a half. So I need to test that on you know like my home Wi-Fi and see. Um, what that speed is, but it's um it is a considerable improvement, and, and it just looked better. So if you just go to the site, um, and we had it on our staging site, and we had it on our uh, uh, the old one on our production, and you could load one and watch it just snap into place on the on the you know two ten, and just you know two that we were on two nine beta one, uh, you load that one, and it took uh you know with a completely empty cache took like five seconds to render yeah well i mean it, it doesn't necessarily so that really sound, number sounds really bad it was starbucks wi-fi uh but we also have fast boot in place so the time to yeah. initial paint i think is the the correct um metric uh, is considerably faster for all of these concerned but this is like after javascript snaps in uh and that that had been uh considerably uh faster than it was before and this the the cached uh, render is uh, is considerably better, like noticeably snappier. Uh, so I was really pleased to see that. A uh, lot of really cool stuff there, and uh, that kind of brings us into kind of the main topic here. There is a there is an emberjs dot uh, com like an official blog post about two ten, and we're gonna link to that. Uh, but there is a uh, 
a, a blog post by Matthew Beal that we wanted to focus on. Uh, it's basically talking about five things you need to know about Ember 2.10 and Glimmer 2. Um, and uh, I think we already kind of mentioned this, that it's kind of drop in, uh, it's faster. Uh, and when we say faster or like performance in air quotes, uh, we mean a lot of different things. And um, Matt goes through uh, a lot of different specific metrics that are being used to push Ember forward as far as the performance is concerned, because it's such a broad topic. And uh, we're seeing a lot of really cool things. But this blog post is such a great uh, explanation of what's going on and maybe even the rationale behind the need to get the um, the new rendering engine in place, including things like rehydration and certain things that aren't really, uh, that weren't really possible with the old Glimmer. Uh, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. I And I, and I think if, um, you know, on a, on a real world app, like, I mean, Ember Weekend is, you know, pretty small as far as applications go. It's definitely, um, a, you know, we think a good fit for Ember, but it's not a massive dashboard or something. There's not a lot of templates. And I think that that if you have an app that has a ton of templates, that's where you're going to see the the most size decrease. Um, the the size, I mean, the framework size did decrease, but I think that the real win was the the reduction in template size. Um, and this this blog post shows like a very in depth look at like what that over the wire format looks like, and then what that it gets expanded into and everything. It's really interesting, um, and it you can totally see if you ever looked at what the templates used to look like. When you see how but how little code there is, um, you can definitely see why there's less data. Yeah, and it's it's really neat, um, especially after watching the Glimmer, uh, the the Glimmer one. It, do we have to say Glimmer one now? Um, le- Legacy Glimmer. Legacy Glimmer. No, that sounds way worse <laughs> than Glimmer one, man. Um, OG Glimmer. OG Glimmer. That's all right. O O Glimmer. <laughs> I don't know. We'll work on it. But uh, I remember looking at those uh, those uh, compiled like the 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 function templates or the template functions rather. Uh, where they would actually construct the DOM and it's like, you know, it's, there's pretty sizable or they can be quite large. Um, and I think this uh, compiles down to what, like opcodes? Is that what gets sent across the, the wire? Or is it just like the array of like things? That can they call it a wire down? format. Um, the opcodes get created actually from the, because um, there's like updating opcodes and then there's mm-hmm. uh, the initial, like I guess the template opcodes. Um, they call them append opcodes. So the ones that actually create the elements and then there's the ones that update them. Um, the one that goes across the line kind of looks like opcodes, but they call it a wire format. Um, right. I think it's basically just like a, a minified version of that. The same thing. They look very, they almost map one-to-one when you look at it and you can see where they kind of get expanded out. Right, right. Um, but this this blog post does go into uh, quite a bit of depth and detail about how things are working and why things might be uh, the way they are. Uh, so I definitely recommend that you um, that you check it out and uh, and get get familiar with uh, Glimmer 2, I suspect that um, Glimmer 2 will be uh, able to kind of work standalone almost. Um, I, I don't know if there's any official word on that, but... Oh, Gl- Glimmer 2 is definitely standalone right now. There's uh, If you look at the demos inside of Glimmer's repo, um, they're, running, they're running standalone. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I, I know there was a, there was a, the demo that was given at Wicked Good with the standalone uh, Glimmer uh, 2, and that was, that was really interesting too. And I remember seeing some considerable performance wins there. So I don't know. I'd like to. I'm really eager to see how this uh, how this keeps going. I, I think there even is mention of like TypeScript and the motivations there. Uh, so like I said, this blog post is like really rich with detail and uh, definitely worth your time. Uh, it's probably like a 15 minute read, uh, maybe a 20 minute read if you want to like read through all the code. <laughs> um, and and you know maybe a, maybe a 40 minute read if you want to actually understand it so you can read it twice. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's it's really good. Uh, so check it out. 
All right. And the other uh, big news that I think I probably heard more people talking about was uh, Ember Engines. And I think a lot of people are really excited about, uh, you know, there's because ever since I've heard it, I'm like, oh, I know, I know like five places in apps I've worked on where I just want to replace that whole section with an engine. Um, I guess the lazy stuff comes along with this too, because at the very end of this, and it's really funny. I don't know who actually wrote the, uh, the, the guides. Uh, I think it was Trent. Oh, well, it, it's like the very end. There's like, okay, now we're going to mention lazy engines. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it's like such a, such a big component of, uh, of what it is to be the Ember engines. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, definitely in the, in the website's really awesome too. Um, and the, you know, so, so check it out. There's a ton of information. Um, we've talked about most of these things, like the, uh, ability to share services between the hosting uh, Ember app and the, uh, the I don't know if they call it a guest Ember app, the mounted Ember app. Um, and then uh, you can share things like components, uh, the store, like so the, the Ember data store. Uh, yeah, that that right there was something that I was actually really concerned about. And I think you brought up a really good concern there, but being able to share services so that they can communicate across boundaries. Uh, I just was thinking about how difficult that has to be to kind of orchestrate that seems really challenging. Well, yeah, especially when you deal with uh, talking about lazy loading of them. You know, uh, mm-hmm. now when one loads, you have to know what parts of the other engine to pull in, or right. uh, maybe yeah. maybe the sharing only goes one way. Um, I have to look at this. The um, it, it's possible that the you know so the example they gave in the sharing services were like sharing the cur- current user like a you know session um, service, and that's definitely one where like the hosting application knows the current user and the individual apps that get mounted inside of it. Um, they just know that they're going to get a service called, you know, session or user or something, and right. they can get the current user there. They know how, they have to know the interface and they have to know how that works. But I don't think that the um, engines can mount services the other way. Um, I, I might yeah, I think I feel like that would be that would be strange. Yeah, yeah, because you'd get into like this kind of like circular yeah. thing where like I'm sharing some things with you and then taking other things. From you, like yeah. Well, I think the concern I had m- mostly was uh, actually even the store going down one way because if you say I want to require the store, do you also have to require each individual model that your right that yeah. your thing accesses or that sort of thing? Um, so there's a lot of uh, intricacies here. And it make uh, it's really cool. And the the uh, the the website that we're actually referring to right now with all the documentation is uh, ember-engines.com, and uh, it's it's got all, it's got guides. It has a whole bunch of uh, interesting things. Um, I did uh, see on Twitter that uh, lazy engines do not work as of right now with Fastboot. Um, so that is the main reason why I haven't really been diving into that too much. Um, but uh, but this is a great resource. It went live this week. I want to say maybe Thursday or Wednesday. Um, and it is a fantastic resource showing uh, all of the different applications for um, for. Ember engines. And I think uh, the the very beginning, like what is an Ember engine, that first like little, it's kind of a blog post on Ember engines, kind of describes that uh, Ember engines are a way for you to create applications and then compose them such that they create uh, one logical application to a user. So from a user's perspective, it is one application, but in reality, uh, for maintainability and extensibility, uh, it is composed of many smaller applications, which I think... Uh, Anyone who's worked on a really big app like Rails, for instance, you see the advantage to being able to separate things like this out. Um, yeah, there's one one quick note about um, if you're wondering, what, can I use engines in, in my app right now or do I have to be on like the latest 2.10? Um, if you uh, if you go to the, the GitHub page for Ember Engines, they have like a uh, breakdown of uh, 
which versions of Ember engines works with what versions of Ember. So right now it's 0.2 of engines works with 0.6 and 0.7 of Ember, and then 0.3 is for uh, two, uh, 2.8. Um, so I'm guessing that, and then it says masters for the master branch, which is you know something like, I guess two, just 2.10? I don't know. They don't mention 2.9 at all, so um, it may be 2.9 is in 0.3. Yeah, I feel like so. So two things that makes me think of is one, I'm kind of glad that there's lockstep versioning for most of the the Ember repos, uh, and two, uh, that the LTS is really valuable here. So if you're gonna if you're planning on using engines, it might behoove you to uh, to lock to uh, an LTS so that you get a little bit more stability and maybe uh, ensure that things are tested um, like more thoroughly, I guess, uh, and that you just have a little bit more stability there. Yeah. And actually that was one of the things that was mentioned in the, uh, in the, the, the blog post and no, the website, um, about engines is that, um, the testing story needs some, uh, I guess work definitely needs some work in the guide. So if you feel like contributing, um, and you want to do some testing in Ember engines, um, that's part of the, the guides that they still need to write. So definitely get in there and, you know, test it out and see if there's any kind of pain that you're having with your application. So I feel like the uh, the testing story would be to mount uh, an engine and then run the test through the host application. Is that kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think acceptance testing, like, would be fine. But then when you think about how do you, like, how do you test that something actually lazy loaded? Or how do you... Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Or how do you say, like, you know, like, I'm imagining it's going to be something like a... Uh, um, what what was the test? We're used to, you know, you have to say, I need this other controller. Like a unit test for one controller might need another something. And you have to say, I need this service or something. Um, so I, I imagine what you'd have to do in your acceptance test is say, this application, like, test this uh, one uh, engine. And, and but I, I mount this other engine inside of that or something. Or, or I test the whole application, right. but I only need to mount the admin panel. I don't need to mount the, you know, support panel or something. Right, right. Yeah, well, um, I, I think that there's a lot of uh, room there for, for work uh, in the testing space, uh, but this is super exciting, and I'm really glad that there is a, kind of an official place for you to look about Ember Engines, and uh, I'm really excited about the future here um, because I'm thinking about working on like large applications and how much easier this would make that. Uh, so, yeah, um, definitely check that out. Um, we will link to the Ember Engines um website and uh and i think you should definitely take a look at it it's got a lot of really great content yeah totally and i guess the uh the last thing we're going to mention did we already say the last thing we're going to mention we always do that all right the the last last thing the last last thing that we're going to mention is that uh i will be speaking at uh so ember uh, which is the san diego ember conference uh put on by dockyard yeah awesome can't wait to go to san diego yeah and, well, and, and chase is actually going to be there so all of Ember Weekend will be there. Yes, it's we will all the be there. We will all it's of us com- will be company-wide there. event. Company-wide, yeah, conferencing. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But I'll be speaking there about Fastboot, which I'm really, really excited about and pretty passionate about. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. We'll probably plug that a few more times just to, you know, make sure people are uh, are aware of this conference. Because uh, first off, if you're in the Northeast or I guess anywhere that's cold, really, uh, San Diego doesn't really get that cold. So maybe it'll be a nice escape from the snow. Uh, uh, in in late January, so uh, yeah, um, mark it down in your calendars, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. All right, and uh, that's all we had for this last two weeks. Uh, so much going on. So uh, if you can think of anything else you want us to cover, or you know if you have any questions or comments or concerns, uh, reach out to us at uh, Ember Weekend, all one word on Twitter. Um, or you know, and as always, uh, subscribe to our RSS feed. 
That's uh, it's at slash feed.xml. Um, so sorry, it doesn't work on iTunes. Um, one <laughs> one day I'll fix that. One day we've 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 actually put some time into that before. I know what yeah. the, I know what the problem is. I just really um, I don't like dealing with the iTunes uh, yeah, panel for, for, yeah, for messing with that. So annoying. But yeah, uh, definitely check uh, check out the Twitter or the RSS, and uh, I guess we'll be back next week. Yeah, we will we will talk at you next week as if you're standing here. Yeah. <laughs>